Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. God does not play dice with the universe. He plays an ineffable game of his own devising, which might be compared from the perspective of any of the other players, i.e. everybody, to being involved in an obscure and complex variant of poker in a pitch dark room with blank cards for infinite stakes with a dealer who won't tell you the rules and who smiles all the time. 
Those words are from Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's book, Good Omens, which was turned into a TV show in 2019. Second season is currently in production. And why do I bring this up? Because it's Saturday, February 5th, 2022, and that means it's Michael Sheen's birthday. He famously played the angel Azrafel, opposite David Tennant's Crowley, but you might know him from Twilight, Masters of Sex, or Frost Nixon. Uh, for me, he had one of the two best pieces of art that came out of the quarantine, Staged, which he did with David Tennant. It's amazing. If you haven't watched it, I, I highly recommend you go out to it. It's, it's the simplest of formats, easy to understand, and it's basically just watching two great actors great act with each other. Uh, for that and all his other work, we wish him a very happy birthday, and welcome all of you to Saturday Matinee. Joining me in this episode of Love and Celebration are two of the shiniest stars in the next real constellation, actress, songstress, and a dang good follow on Instagram, it's Mandy Kaplan. Hello. That introduction made me feel wildly underprepared and uneducated. <laughs> Just I, Now I'm like panicked. I got it, though. I'll, I'll catch up. Well, uh, Tommy raised the bar, so I mean, I got I got to keep it up uh, oh, and make a triumphant return. Improviser, lover of 80s movies and one of the queens of Squeefest. It's Chrissy Lenz. Yay! Hello. I'm so excited to squee with you and be with you. I'm, I'm so pleased to have you. I, I feel like the Jack Tripper in this lovely episode of, of mm -hmm. Three's Company. Yep. We will have many misunderstandings that could be easily cleared up. Yes, and and a lot less uh, uh, gay panic. Right. It was a whole genre in the 80s. Yep, that was I really love needed. the gay panic. Also, that means you're cooking for us, Kyle. <laughs> I want to talk a lot about what you guys are watching, but uh, there was one topic that came up uh, in the list of things that I, I, I shot to the top of my list. The thing I want to talk about now, because I feel like all of us are three dots from stardom, we're so close. Sometimes you, you get uh, two shots instead of one. I'm talking about after the after party. party. Oh, Apple TV Plus, the after party is so good. Thank you. I am sorry. So when you saw, you haven't seen it yet? Oh, then, then the two of us are going to gush at you and get you to get an Apple TV Plus subscription if you don't already have one. She wrote it down. She wrote it down. I, I saw it. I didn't know it was already happening. Yes. Yeah. The first three, uh, by the time you hear this, actually, the first four episodes about the first three episodes came out the first day, and now the next episode just dropped on Friday. Uh, so, yeah, I. I'm over the moon about this because I started watching uh, Only Murders in the Building with my wife and my daughter, uh, who's now 14. And so it was like, oh, like it was a really nice thing. And so she got super into the mystery. But it's really hard to find another mystery show that's like that, that's funny and interesting and quirky and ma and modern. And so when this showed up, I was like, oh, something else. And so we all watched it and all fell in love with it. And so, Mandy, I know you also have watched it and loved it. So I'm what? I'm madly in love with it. I'm madly in love with it. I love the tone. I love the humor. Is it inventive and new and fresh? No. It is like an Agatha Christie series with amazing humor and funny, funny actors, all of whom are at the top of their game. Ben Schwartz is hilarious. Who doesn't love Sam Richardson? Like he, holy, mm. you don't? Kyle? No, no, no. I was, I was, I was just dreaming about Sam Richardson for <gasps> okay. a second there. You said oh his name, my. and I was like, "Oh, Sam Richardson." Richard Splett is like, him. I mean, you got ooh, yeah. mad respect. It is yeah. so much fun, and I'm laughing out loud so much while watching it. Yeah. And I don't know that the mystery is crafted all that well, and I don't care. No, I don't, and I don't care. It's, it's the. I'm happy just because they found a new sort of 
I don't know, 21st century sort of way of doing this story to make it so it's not just following clues and doing stuff. It's every single episode is a new genre. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, I've never seen it done like this before, the whole mind movie thing. So you've got what was real and you could just see from different people's perspective, like, is that how that scene actually played out or is right. it from that person's perspective? I mean, yeah. Ike Barinholtz is like Jason Stath- Statham. Right. Is that his name? Yeah, exactly. The yeah, first he episode thinks is, he's is an action hero. But then when they switch over to Ike Barinholtz's thing, it's a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. So like everything is blue with low angles and he's the hero and high five and everyone. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so great. And, and, and the people who are uh, listening, I've actually already seen, the, the next episode, which is supposed to be a psychological thriller. Ooh, I so can't I know wait. By the time you hear this, I'll be watching it. So I'm very excited. So yes, yes. after party. And one of the, it, it, they were talking last week about uh, running out of reasons to subscribe to Apple TV Plus. And there's another good one to put on the list. So if you, if you let your subscription laugh, it's definitely worth the $5 it will take to keep another month. Yes. Now this, you, you just said you ran out of mysteries, but are either one of you watching the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window? Yes. Yes. I mean, I know what it is, but like you started watching it. It's good. Hit it, Chrissy. Well, uh, yeah. So we I started watching it. Very excited. Love Kristen Bell Mm -hmm. in in every way I can get a Kristen Bell. Um, And I love that genre that which I, I read something that described it as agoraphobic Karen. It's the Mm -hmm. subgenre. I love an unreliable narrator. I love an agoraphobic Karen and Mm -hmm. uh, super excited to watch this. But to me, my, my take on it is that it's, it's not enough of one thing or the other. Like it has elements of being a really broad um, airplane like comedy like a police academy like comedy some of the jokes are so over the top and ridiculous and delightful the very first joke out the gate is that she's like my husband says I'm crazy and sometimes I talk in a British accent (laughs) and I guess that's true and then it never comes up again I'm like okay so we're gonna get some really silly how many episodes in are you I am five episodes in. Oh, okay. Because I think it's settled into a really great tone in the third episode for me. I, I just, for me, kept wanting more. And maybe it's because I, I'm a comedy brain. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing all these opportunities for big swings and hilarious moments. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're not going to take the big swings. They took a couple and now they're mm. backing off. But then another one will pop up. And I'm like, oh, right. please. So then why did because I think they wanted to toe that line. I think they wanted to keep it like, you know, it's a comedy and a parody, but also a genuine mystery and Mm -hmm. genuinely suspenseful. (laughs) And and I think it's doing that. Yeah, I I I, for me, I just wanted more of the comedy. Like there's a a moment in one of the episodes where somebody brings her something and then brings her something extra just as a little treat for her. And then I'm like, okay, but then there should have been a third, third thing, thing yeah. that was also a thoughtful bonus item, yeah. but that's ridiculous and funny. And, and so I was like, oh, missed that one. And, you know, all these moments that she's interacting with people, I'm like, oh, missed one there. So I, w- I wonder if, like, someone scientifically figured out what the joke Ratio. Ratio. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, okay, but well, I want 30% more 
bits. And I love mm-hmm. the subtle humor too. The so it's like kind of a bunch of things. So they're they're making fun of the genre in a very subtle way, with which is like spot on with the performances and the characters and the and the elements they're adding to the story. Um, and I love that. But I love the big funny funny book titles that are laying on her desk mm-hmm. um you know and and so i just wanted more of sure. the silliness in addition yeah. to the parody i guess so this is a weird question to ask but would it work if you don't know the thing they're parodying so like if you don't no. know like the, the no that's what i was gonna say because sometimes like no. parody only works as parody and sometimes it's hyper specific Right. This one is after party. Yes. But this no, this is hyper specific. And I love the genre, too. So it works for me. And I I get that it's like part of the commentary is, oh, hey, did you notice that all of these stories are basically the same thing? And it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we did notice we like it any way you're going to serve it to us. So Mm -hmm. like give me a. Give me a, a, you know, a lady looking out her window having wine for breakfast. I want I want that story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's more fun, at least, if you know the, mm-hmm. the tropes and the pitfalls and, and the things that mm-hmm. they're sort of sending up. And Kristen Bell is perfect. Yeah. Ex- except I was also like, OK, so she's supposed to be drunk, but she's never drunk. Oh, yeah. Like it never does. Never goes full on into the. Well, I think she drinks so much that it doesn't like affect <laughs> her. Constant yeah. Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> but she is afraid of the rain and faints anytime it rains. It's hilarious. I, yeah. So um, what else have you guys uh, been watching over the last couple of this year? I should say in the in the in the wonderful year of our Lord, 2022. So I actually watched the movie uh, or the series of the preview that I talked about last time when I was oh, on. You did. Okay. Yeah, the wolf like me with yes. uh, Isla Fisher and Josh Gad. And without um, spoiling it, is it what we thought it was? Yes, and okay. it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, is it good? Oh, it's good. Okay. It's great. I um, like both of them. And it and it works as a series. It works as as the six episodes. Like you didn't you didn't feel like this was a movie that they cut into pieces. I felt like it could have easily been a movie. easily been a movie but i didn't feel like it was padded out like good you know it was i watched it all in one sitting oh good Um, you know it's i think six 22 minute episodes um and it just flows one rolls right into the next and it was a delightful evening i had a great time i loved it i want more of it okay and Um, and it it leaves open for future adventures like you could see that they could come back and tell more of this the story mm-hmm. I, okay. I and where does one movie. watch it uh peacock yeah oh it's a- <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 about right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it one of the things though on peacock that that i think is worth at least a, a trial subscription because it's great oh. and you can you can watch it real quick um but it also has like a little bit of a tone in the first first two episodes where you're like think I know what's I think I know where you're going with this mm. but I'm not sure and they're playing it for high drama in the same way that the woman and the girl in the window uh does um but then they find it finds its path and it's great all right. cool all what right. about you Mandy uh I'm I did all of the woman in the window yeah oh you did oh, so you, you I, yeah okay. so and after party so I've been busy with those 
Okay, television. You all, right. all about TV. Yeah, I'd say I'm. I'm uh, uh, Pete got me into The Expanse, and so that's my big sci-fi drama thing I've been going through. But yeah, I haven't had time to watch a lot of movies lately, so yeah, like the same thing. I've been sort of in in the in this uh, time of huga and, and coziness. I've been sort of like you know just curled up and just watching episodes. Uh, I think. And uh, the weirdest thing that we we started watching is um, they had a. A deal on the DVD box set of a classic television show. So I got that. My wife and I are now working our way through Laughing. Oh, they put fun. out they put out a DVD box set of all of Laughing, which I didn't even know went seven seasons. Uh, and so we're watching it, and it is fascinating. Not only as a a cultural artifact, but also to see where comedy was and where it was going to go. So, like, it's laughing is this weird bridge thing between Ed Sullivan and Saturday Night Live. So you can see how it transforms one or the other and just how fast the editing is. Like, you can see the sort of MTV-style editing of just, like, they just drop in random stuff. I mean, like, someone's talking and then suddenly there's a picture, there's a there's footage of an elephant walking and then they just go back to the conversation. Like, just, just random, just just to have fun and, you know, to see all these... Star like we were uh, looking at one point. There were there the the all the ladies come out to do like the big uh, laughing looks at the news, like their song and dance kind of thing. And they're going to the line. I'm like, wow! In that line, there's an Oscar winner and an Oscar nominee. Like because Goldie Hawn was in there and Eileen Brennan. Yep. Like I'm like the two of you are gonna Private be Benjamin. in one of the biggest movies of the '80s. Like yep. and at this time, you were just like in ni- 1968. I think is that episode mm-hmm. is. Like, you know, just young, bright eyed, you know, like getting their start in Hollywood kind of stuff. It's just it's fascinating and to see like the just the weird amount of uh, famous people who just come in to just say sock it to me and then yeah. move on. I mean, yeah, it's just and my, my 14 year old walked in and watched about half an hour of it and was like, but what is this? Like, <laughs> like no frame of reference at all. But what? What I mean, this is a lot of people smoking a lot of weed in the 60s. Yeah, that's to talk about the past. Let's talk about the future as we go into trailers. So trailers, Mandy. Yeah, you were the first one in there as per usual. I know Tracy Flick. Tell us about your rom-com. It is called it is a very typical rom-com called I Want You Back. Play it. Just got dumped. I want to break up with you. What? Oh, me too. I'm breaking up with you. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, my God. What about this? Whatever we're feeling, like, we just can't take it anymore. Let's call each other. We're each other's sadness sisters. Well, sadness sisters sounds like you're Diane Keaton, and I'm Meryl Streep, and we're in a Broadway play, but I like it, yeah. That's a great cast. You should cast plays. Oh my God. And look at her with my boyfriend. This is bad. What the f- He was the love of my life. Anne is the love of mine. But I'm not so sure that they're gonna realize it, not with these shiny new people around. So what are we supposed to do? We have to break them up. That's crazy, we can't do that. How would we do that? Uh, so you just heard the voices of Charlie Day and Jenny Slate, and it also features Gina Rodriguez and Scott Eastwood. And I will say that I laughed at the trailer, and I and I'm pretty tough. That you know, and I generally 
like to be a snob and not laugh at comedies, <laughs> comedy trailers. But I laughed at this one, and I think it looks very charming, and it releases just in time for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. on February 11th. And I plan on actually seeing it. And I'm not a huge, like, run-out-and-see-a-rom-com person. Yeah, I feel the same way. I And I actually was going to the thing to put in this trailer and saw that you had already got there. I was like, oh, man. Uh-huh. Steal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First steal. Uh, but that was the... That was my reaction too. Like I, I don't go in for a lot of modern rom coms just because I, I kind of find them all samey and boring and stuff too. But the the star power of this one, I love so many of these people, uh, and they just have a little bit of a little bit of a twist. I mean, like we all kind of know how it's going to end, but right. there's a nice little uh, you know like twist along the way uh, that that gets to be excited about it. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I what love. Think, I mean, Charlie Day just makes me laugh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it, I loved it. I loved it. I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be so fun. I, I love laughing for a preview. I love a rom-com. I am all in on this movie. And I'm glad to see many, many Jacinto working. Like, I, like Who's he, that? Uh, he's from The Good Place. Oh, okay. He's uh, Jason. Uh, he was the, the you know good looking guy. I always hope that when a big show ends, I'm always like, oh man, I hope the rest of them get work. Like, please. Of course, yeah. Kristen Bell's gonna be fine, but you know, it's like, oh, but but fourth or fifth on the list. Sometimes the you don't get to see them in as many things as you'd like. But I'm glad mm-hmm. you guys work. So that was good. So uh, let's just take a mad uh, head whipping tonal shift over to Chrissy's trailer because uh, <laughs> yours is also a rom com, but uh, you know, of sorts. Uh, of a, yeah, but maybe a, a different attitude a little bit. Yes. Um, and I was choosing between two weird, bleak, snowy, apocalyptic <laughs> movies this week. Um, and I went with uh, The Last Survivors. After the wars, it was very obvious who was prepared and who wasn't. There's those who are prepared for opportunities and setbacks and those who are not. I feel real lucky to have the dad I do. You know, the wars are in the past. Focus on the future. Outsiders are plague. It'll ruin our world. You need to be ready to Bury anybody you come across. Dad! You're bleeding! The antibiotics are too old. I got this. You're gonna be okay, I promise. Do not underestimate them or you will not make it back here alive. Put a bullet between the eyes of any person you see. Man, woman, or child. You see outsiders? Yeah. And? What are you doing here? Killed him dead. Do you want to get those clothes dry? You're not a killer. Which is being called a science fiction thriller? Mm, Mm. I don't know. Uh, But it's got uh, Drew Van Acker, Alicia Silverstone, and Stephen Moyer. Ah, from True Blood. From True Blood. Suka. Suka. Yeah. I, I was really intrigued by the trailer. Mm-hmm. I like a, you know, if we're talking about subgenres of subgenres, I like a um, gaslighting or apocalypse question oh, okay. mark. Like, are we truly trapped? Is this really what it seems to be if I'm in this isolated situation? 
is it really not safe out there? Um, and so this just seems to be the story of a father and son who have survived an apocalyptic uh, moment and are now like have been living off the, off the grid or possibly just surviving. And then all of a sudden, Alicia Silverstone is there in a cute sweater set. <laughs> so what's so what's happening? What's really happening? Yeah. Um, and I, I thought I thought it seemed quite intriguing. Hmm. So are, is this a genre that you're interested in? Because like you, you sent me basically two trailers and said, and I, I said you have to pick which one you want to do, and they were both bleak thrillers. Is that is this something you're interested in? Yeah, I think I like a bleak thriller. I think it's fun. I like to watch, you know, a lot of apocalypse uh, movies and see, like, who, you know, make a little list of what they do wrong and right. Okay. Um, All right. And I, so I always watch with the subtitles on. uh, And the subtitles for this trailer were a little bit off. And, like, so Stephen Moyer is like, now, if you go out there, you be sure to bury anybody you meet. And it said uh, on my screen, marry anybody. You meet. <laughs> and I'm like, Which it looks like the kid attempts to do with uh, Alicia Silverstone. Right. Yeah. So he misunderstood maybe a little bit, but like, yeah, yeah. that would he be. He was my also thing. reading the subtitles. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Get out there and, uh, you know, if you find someone, don't murder them immediately. Maybe ask <laughs> how they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. They want to hang out. So. But it did seem like maybe there was an opportunity for a twist in there mm. to find out, you know. Do you have any speculations on what that might be? I, I always figure that whoever is keeping the person hostage in their apocalypse scenario is is wrong, either willfully oh, okay. or, or not willfully about what the situation outside is. Because there's only so long you can not check, you know, on the world around you and just assume that it's all nightmare fires. Yeah, I mean, I never thought there was an apocalypse. Uh, to me, it it reeked of, and I'm going to get the name wrong. What's the name of that movie with Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, or something? Uh, where he, oh, okay, I'm he's thinking, a survivalist and he road, takes his kids. Yeah, it's the other one. Yeah. Um. So I never believed there was an apocalypse. I Ooh. thought it was a crazy end of days survivalist who basically wanted his son all to himself and wanted to indoctrinate him into his psychosis. Mm. And then the son's like, wait a minute. We have neighbors down the street. There are people here, you know. She seems good. She invited me to a barbecue. Like, Yeah. (laughs) When he meets Alicia Silverstone, she seemed really, and I did, I did watch a, they released a clip this week, even though the trailer came out um, a little bit ago. And it, it seemed like she was not that freaked out by a guy in her house with a gun. Which would mm-hmm. make sense to me if it was an apocalypse and they were like, yeah, we had an apocalypse, but now we've got barbecues, you know. Yeah, it, it was a little weird that it, that he comes in from the cold and like you say, going through and holding gun. And then suddenly he's showering in her house. It's like, well, OK, wait, <laughs> what happened between <laughs> walking through the wilderness and like taking a hot shower with uh, with, the you know, the lights turned on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know where that's going to go. What what did you think of the the movie, Mandy? Is this is this something you're interested in? It's not really my cup of tea. Uh, I don't like anything apocalyptic, but I do mm-hmm. like all things culty and conspiracy. So oh, if Chrissy okay. screened it and said, "Oh, there's no apocalypse. It is that this guy's crazy," then I would be more into it. 
So now Chrissy is my taster and she's got to try everything for me. And I will make sure it's not poison. I like Thank that with you. the sci-fi part. So like if, if Chrissy come back to us and then, t- you know, tell me that and then come tell me, is there something supernatural? Because if it's just crazy people shoot each other, yeah, I have no interest in that, too. But if it like if you go, Alicia Silverstone's a vampire, I'm like sold. Now <laughs> so I'm we are the opposite. Yeah, now I mean, yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, we'll, and <laughs> so only one of us <laughs> is going to see this. Is going to see this movie after, after you watch it. That's right. fair. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, have you ever seen Frailty? I love frailty. Okay, that's it. That way, that actually, this trailer kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that something's yeah. not right at the end. We're going to learn something that we should have yeah. known this whole time that changes right. everything. I, I, I'm always here for a, a just like I love an unreliable narrator. I love uh, uh-huh. being lied to for an entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very small genre, but I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that one. I want to know more about your childhood, Chrissy. Let's get into that. <laughs> well, I was in the woods, and I thought it was an apocalypse <laughs> the first 20 years. For my trailer, I actually, the, the trailer I saw this week that got me the most excited, I didn't choose because it was only three seconds long. Uh, and that's in the new Netflix just put out a trailer for all their movies coming in 2022. And they showed three seconds of Knives Out 2. Yes. Oh. Did not choose that one. Instead, I found a trailer for a new television series coming out called The Offer. We want to make a movie. This can become a cultural phenomenon. The likes we've never seen before. Well, then we better get started. I know how to make this film. It's a metaphor for the American dream. This is not just some gangster film. Makes us look like a joke, and that's bad for business. This is a story about family. It's Shakespeare. Agencies won't touch us. It's epic. You want to be a producer? Bang, borrow, steal, do whatever it takes. Gangster movies are dead. We will snuff out the hatred. If I say I'm going to handle something, I'm going to handle it. And the prejudice. You still going to try to make this thing? Sinatra wants us to shut the picture down. You got brains, and you got balls. Try using. I can't lose this. What is our opening line? I believe in America. So I'm not a huge godfather guy like i know there's a big thing of like everybody loves godfather wants to watch godfather i don't i don't really care about i've seen godfather one i've seen godfather two and that's pretty much it for me like i i thought they were good movies and that was it i, I didn't get swept into the cult i don't study all of the things i don't read the books i, I it was just like yeah it was a pretty good movie but what i do love as much as chrissy loves unreliable narrators is movies about making movies so, like, to see all the behind-the-scenes machinations of this. So this is a story basically telling about how they made The Godfather. And, of course, it's going to be fictionalized and all this stuff. But um, it, it shows all little weird things that happen behind the scenes. I mean, Robert Evans is heavily involved. You know who Robert Evans is. I can't wait to see their portrayal of him. I mean, all these famous people. And even when I went down the cast list, down the line, you're going to see somebody playing Marlon Brando. You're going to I mean, you're going to see all of these things on there. And I was going, I don't, not a big miles Teller fan. I don't, I don't dislike him, but I also saw the fantastic four movie he was in. And so it didn't really, you know, put me over that much. I've not seen whiplash. Uh, and so I was watching, I was like, okay, well, this, this looks interesting. And then the, the thing for me was when they showed Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola, friend of the show. I was like, Oh yes, hundred percent. Now I have to, have to, have to watch this thing. So what did you ladies think? Of I it? actually, I, I mean, it was a really well-made 
trailer for what looks like a really well-made series, and I would be very interested in checking it out. I, too, like Hollywood behind-the-scenes lore. and Agree. I, I thought it looked uh, like a lot of fun. I um, My mother's side of the family is Italian mm. from, you know, coming over from, uh, you know, to, through Ellis Island, and so the wow. godfather was a, a big deal to that side of the family um and in a positive or negative way in a positive way i mean okay. my uh my papa my papa uh <laughs> Your papa. was a you know a full-blooded italian uh police officer and uh, oh, okay. you know he liked to put on the godfather and then you know, the grandkids would come in and out of the room and he'd be like, it was just like that, you know, in the neighborhood. You had to pay, you know, like to you had to pay someone to check your garbage or whatever. And um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested. It has a little bit of what it, I fear sometimes, which is that it's going to feel like homework when I have oh, to be like. Okay, who's that guy? Do I know? Uh, should I know who this? They're acting like I should. That's know. interesting because I I felt like that the first time I watched The Godfather. Yeah. It's like you know, who who is he related? Who is the? He's the son of who? Like what? And I actually had I actually had a, a Sherpa like a guy with me to be like, all right, and I'd pause it and you go, all right, that's he's the cousin of the and, he's, and I was like, oh okay, good. Yeah. Like I had the, yeah. I had the chart. I, I feel like it's gonna be on. like that where there someone walks in and they just have like big glasses of crazy hair and you're like, <gasps> and I'm gonna be like, oh. I should know who that is. Where are my notes? Like, but I, but I'll watch it. It looks like fun. So if if you are interested in seeing the behind the scenes stuff, that is going to be on Paramount Plus starting April twenty eighth. So another another streaming service that you have to subscribe to at least yep. for that short time period. Uh, all right. So those are our trailers. So I have put together a game for you two. Yay! And since this is February and it's all about love it'll be something you play together not against each other so you two are a team excellent so uh if we've learned anything from the movies of the 80s and 90s it's that every great love story needs a great love song preferably one that can be played on the radio and at weddings for the rest of our lives but how well do you really know these songs sure anyone can belt along to the chorus but what happens when you get really deep into the weeds of the song would you be able to find your way out we're going to find out in tonight's game Love in the second verse. <laughs> Here's how we play the game. As this game, so you two are playing together. I'm yeah. going to read out a later verse from a famous Bill Sledge. So not the not the chorus, not the first verse, but a second, or maybe even a third verse. Okay. To see if you know that. So, and so these are all famous songs. Like these are ones that have been played on the radio and still are being played to this mm-hmm. day, and mm-hmm. all from movies. All from movies. So, mm-hmm. Each time, yeah, I'm getting my score pad ready. Uh, so each one, you have a potential three points you can get. Okay. So I, what I want from you is to tell me the name of the song. Yep. The artist who performed the song. Yeah. And the movie, a, any movie that it has appeared in. Okay. Hell yeah. So you have a, a potentially potentially three points for every song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so, psyched. And, uh, you know. Yeah, me too. Just to make things more difficult, uh, I'm going to be reciting them as a terrible Shakespearean actor. Uh, mm-hmm. So the timing, the inflection, the pronunciation, none of them will be of any help to you. So Fantastic. Great. Here's an example. Great. So if I was to say to you, my head is saying, fool, forget him. My heart is saying, 
Don't let go, hold on till the end. And that's what I intend to do. You would say? Look at him. My heart is saying, don't let go. And hold on to the end. That's what I intend to do. Hopelessly devoted to you That's from right. Greece, sung by Olivia Newton John. Yeah, there you go. See, uh, I knew you guys would nail this. All right. Yeah, but it was. It's tough when you say a journey. I know. That's 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 what makes it a game. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Can they all be one. Olivia Newton John? Uh, yeah. So uh, you get no bonus points for singing. I was just hoping that you would. It's hard not to. I know, that's, that's, part the, that's part of the fun too. Uh, okay, first, first one. Watching every motion in this foolish lover's game, haunted by the notion somewhere there's a love in flames, turning and returning to some secret place inside, watching in slow motion as you turn my way. And say, you take my breath away. Which is, uh, it's called Take My Breath Away, I think. It, it it's is. from the yes. movie Top Gun. Watching in yes. slow motion. Berlin. Berlin. Berlin, there you go. Look at that, three points right off the bat. Teamwork. High yeah. five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual high five. All right. Don't you try and pretend. It's my feeling we'll win in the end. I won't harm you or touch your defenses. Vanity and security. Ah. Vanity and security. Don't you forget about me. That's right. Simple Minds, Breakfast Club. Yeah, there you go. All right. Is there I'm something else we need to say or do? Yeah. <laughs> Two perfect scores already. All right. All right, so let's see. I look in the mirror and all I see is a young old man with only a dream. Am I just fooling myself that she'll stop the pain? Living without her, I'd go insane. I feel a breath on my face, a body close to me. The artist of this song is Patrick Swayze. It's called She's it Like the Wind. It is. And, it is and it's from? Dirty Dancing, baby. There you go. All right, next one. Lying close to you, feeling your heart beating, and I'm wondering what you're dreaming. Wondering if it's me you're seeing? Then I kiss your eyes and thank God we're together. God, we're together. Is this in your eyes? Wait, lying close to you. Wait, do one more time, yeah. and, and I All kiss right. your eyes and wonder. The, the whole thing? Okay. Yeah. Why not? Whole thing. Okay, so you just wanted one line. All right. Lying close to you, feeling your heart beating, and I'm wondering what you're dreaming. Wondering if it's me you're seeing. Then I kiss your eyes and thank God we're together. Thank God we're together. Ah. Is it the song from Armageddon where he walks the little, um... Oh, okay. um, Leanne Rhymes yes. or uh, Aerosmith? Aerosmith, yes. And the Lying song is close nice. to you, feeling your heart beating. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, don't don't want to miss, miss a thing. thing. Aerosmith. <laughs> nice job. That's teamwork, Chrissy. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All I see is the little <laughs> yeah. animal cracker. <laughs> Liv, <laughs> Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler and the animal cracker. Yep. 
That's two Liv Tyler references in subsequent episodes. All right. Love, I don't like to see so much pain so Lost much Lost it in your wasted. eyes, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> Say anything. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was round one. A perfect score. Okay, round two. Okay. Slightly oh. more challenging, but not Oh, boy. Oh, okay. boy. I'm so glad I found you. I'm not going to lose you. Whatever it takes, I will stay here with you. Take it to the good times. See it through the, through bad, the times. bad times. Whatever it takes is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna do. Whatever it takes is what I'm gonna do. And then the chorus happens. <laughs> then the chorus. <laughs> Whatever it takes. I want to just keep singing what Chrissy's saying. I don't know. Say it. Say it again, Kyle. <laughs> it, this, okay. this is a theme song. Whatever. I'm so glad I found you. I'm, I'm not so going to lose you. you. Whatever it takes, I will stay here with you. Take it to the good times. See it through the bad times. Whatever it takes is what I'm going to do. See it through the bad times. It's Jefferson Starship. Okay. No, we built Starship. Starship. Yep. We'd see it through the. Is it Mannequin? It is from Mannequin, yes, and it's called. Uh, see it through the. Maybe we can make it if we're hard to heart. And we can build this. Build this thing together. Stand it still forever. Now. Nothing's gonna stop us there now. It is. Nothing's gonna <laughs> stop us now. Ooh, man. Ooh. Man, you squeaked through that one. I was like, oh, are they gonna get it? They got it. And everyone cheered. All right. The first time you feel it, it might make you sad. The next time you feel it, it might make you mad. But you'll be glad, baby, when you found. That's the power that makes the world go round. That's the power, power of, of love. love. Back to the future, Hewless. Yes, right. back to the future. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. All right. Love can touch us one time and last for a lifetime and never let go until we're gone. Love was when I loved you one true time I'd hold to. I'm out. <laughs> I, I a thousand percent guarantee you've heard this song. I'm sure I have. I got nothing. <laughs> and you're reading them all like you're trying to go to the bathroom as you're reading. Like, <laughs> love! <laughs> yeah. I could I, I could do I could do a, a bad Shatner impression. Love can touch us one time and last for a lifetime, and never let go until we're gone. Love was when I loved you one true time. I hold to. Nope, I don't have. I got that. nothing. Near, far, wherever, wherever you are. That's right. Yeah, I, it's My Heart Will Go On from Celine Dion from Titanic. Yeah, I absolutely don't know any of the chorus to <laughs> right? any of that song. <laughs> I, was, I was amazed. I was like, that's really what she's saying? Okay. All right. <clears throat> 
make believing we're together, that I'm sheltered by your heart. But in and outside, I turn to water, like a teardrop in your palm, and it's hard winter's day. I dream away. It's a hard winter's day. A dream away. Touch me now. I close my heart's fate. Fading a dream away. It must have been love by Roxette from Pretty Woman. Yes. But Chrissy, I needed you. Yeah. You made that happen. That was teamwork. I would not have right? it at all. The assist, the layup, that's or whatever. I, I don't know, sports. But. All right. Here is our last one. <laughs> Look into your heart. You will find there's nothing there to hide. Take me as I am. Take my life. I would give it all. I would sacrifice. Uh, this is Go. from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's by yes. Brian Adams. And it's it is. called... Everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, I hate Brian Adams, so (laughs) let's let's move on from that right quick. (laughs) Canadian songstress. We actually had two Canadians in that thing. So yes, all right. They they only missed one. That was tough one. You got nine out of ten. That was a great. Might I call us a dynamic duo? Yes, you are a a mighty musical machine. I'm, I'm, I'll be I'll be in first in line for your EP when it drops. <laughs> yeah. Now, wrap yourself in your fantastic victory while I while I take care of some business here. February can be a lonely month for some people, and while we can't find you the love of your life, perhaps we can give you the next best thing: membership. That's right. If you head over to nextreel.com/slash/membership, you can join our merry band of movie-minded weirdos. At most, it'll cost you is five dollars a month. And what does that get you? How about access to live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, access to the super secret member channels and Discord, member bonus episodes, and dare I even tell you, stickers. And buddy to buddy, I even know where you can find out what movies we're going to be discussing in the coming weeks and months. On Letterboxd, if you clickety-clack your way over to our HQ page there, you'll find a list of all the movies in the 2022 season. And while you're on the site, use the code NEXTREAL at checkout to renew or upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron for 20% off. It's something we can give you for spending your precious time with us. And now it's time for the Rob Kabosko Memorial List Challenge. So last week, we were challenged to come up with Possessed or Murderous Objects. So Mandy, you had the first trailer, so you get to give us our first Possessed or Murderous Object. The f- Okay, so I'm going to reverse the order in which I thought of them, okay. because I think that the first one I thought of, you guys are going to make fun of, and that is totally <laughs> valid, because I know we sometimes I think outside the box. But... But then I want to get this one done because it might be I might be stealing it. And uh-huh. that thrills me to think of it. Okay. Am I interpreting this correctly? That Chucky from Child's Play, he's it's an object. Yes. Possessed. I am. Right. 100%. He would fit both those categories, actually. Scary little doll. Yep. He's not a steal. No, not a steal. Oh, I well, I think that's Chucky movies, too. I think. You guys suck. <laughs> that it's not a steal. I think that's right. Well, maybe we thought, you know what? I bet you Mandy's going to do child's play. I'm just not going to do it because I'm going to let her have it. Mm-mm. Nope. No? I wanted a steal, but I did child's play. <laughs> yeah. 
Good one. Chucky, child's play. That is a, that Thank is an you. excellent one. Yeah. Well, hold Thank on. All right, Chrissy, what was, As an 80s what was your first? Um, oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah, does it? Is that what, 89? Sure. First one. <laughs> I know it was late. It was very late in the 80s, 88 or 89. Way to yes and, Did you, Chrissy, cover, nice it on the, nicely did you done. cover it on uh, Most Excellent? We did, and I enjoyed okay. it as much as I did when I was 12. Okay. <laughs> you saw it when you were 12? Probably. Wow, you're like the same age as the kid. Yeah. You're like... Chucky can be my friend too. Let's go murdering. Yeah, my wife is terrified of possessed dolls, mm-hmm. so she even just seeing the picture of Chucky makes her freak out. Yeah, uh, any ventriloquist dummies, any of that. Rightfully stuff. so. Yep. Yeah. So, what was your first? Okay. Uh, I also murderous went a weird way. I feel okay. um, because the rules were very specific that it couldn't be a place, <laughs> and right. you know, uh, so I went with a an object. That cannot be destroyed. That when, when you defeat it, it only lies in wait for its next group of hapless oh. victims. Is this an ex-boyfriend of mine? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're describing Jeff. No? Okay. Uh, I am describing Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, nice. Do you... Okay, so Chrissy, you're just meeting me, but I'm obsessed with the new Jumanji movies. My yeah. my love kid them. and I watch them over and over. Love I love them. them so deeply. That is excellent. I, as soon yeah. as I walked out of the theater after seeing, reluctantly seeing the Jumanji, the Welcome to the Jungle with my kids. And I walked out and I was like, that might be my favorite movie. And I think Jack yeah. Black is my favorite actor. <laughs> that movie so holds good. up too. multiple views. It's so good. It might be The Rock's best performance. And I love it. Uh, well, the so second one movie, second one's great the, as well. The second one when he's Danny DeVito <laughs> yes. and then when they switch and Jack, oh God, mildly yeah. racist, but fantastic. <laughs> yes. Love that. Love both of those so much. Yeah, that was great. All right. Yeah. Actually the, the game for Jumanji. I think that is a perfectly good one. Okay. Um, so uh, for my first one, I, I was going for a theme, but then there's one movie I wanted to mention, so it sort of broke the theme. So I guess I don't have a theme. But the first one I had is actually a movie that terrified me as a child. So I was like, oh, okay, that I, that still haunts me. So I'm going to do that one. It's a really weird and fairly obscure movie. Chrissy, you probably could cover this on Most Sex Lady because it did come out in 1986 because uh, Henry Thomas, hot off of his uh, appearance in E.T., went to Australia and did this really weird movie called the quest uh in australia it was actually released as frog dreaming go figure that out it's i watched a little bit somebody had had was kind enough to upload the vhs copy to to youtube so i actually was able to look at it and go oh yeah this is as terrible as i (laughs) imagined it would be because it's got some oh you know some uh, outdated stereotypes it's got their own uh their own magical negro stereotype that goes in there except it's a magical aboriginal who appears and disappears at different times but the story is basically like a kid uh parents die of course uh, AIDS. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's trying to be um like the goonies and explorers and, and that kind of genre but it's way creepier uh the it's in the kid discovers a um a quarry that has been abandoned uh, and then figures out there's something at the bottom of the quarry. And he's, of course he's an inventor. So he invents like an, uh, its own little aqua lung. And so goes underwater and then gets stuck and everyone thinks he dies, <laughs> but then they figure out, wait, he invented a way to breathe and go out there. And so when they come to rescue him, then that's when the monster attacks. So like it's, it's this thing that's called the, uh, donkajin, but it turns out it's actually like a, um, a crane essentially that's been submerged and comes out. But, it, 
is it a monster? Because it looks like it's trying to eat him, and they have to fight it off and stuff too. And then does it really die in the end? It's, it's all sort of weird in the in the dream time and stuff too. But it's in the it's on the poster. You can see what the thing looks like. And I remember it terrifying me as a kid because it's in its mouth and it's in water and it's dripping all the stuff. And like Henry Thomas is screaming as it's in there. And yeah, it's it's horrifying. Uh, and then yeah. as the credits roll, they play Dunkajin, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Dunkajin. It, it looks like the thing is still alive, and he's okay with that. Like he's like looking. See, over as it's like pulling his head together going, yeah, Donkajin, you did try to kill me, but and credits. And it's like, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's yeah, wonderfully terrible. Um, Chrissy is such an active listener. It gets me very excited. <laughs> She's really invested in whatever the hell we're saying. And She's I like the it. Yes. And at any moment. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> my next one, I'm so glad nobody stole it. I thought I, I this one's got to be a steal. So. An inanimate object that is murderous. Who better to tell that story than Stephen King? Ah, in yes. Christine. Ah, yeah, good one. Not, Not a steal, steal, but a good one. Nope, I had that as my you bonus sons thing. of. <laughs> um, were, were you out to steal? Was that your goal for the? Well, with those two, I thought these these are so obvious this, that, that these are going to be steals. With my third one, you guys are going to just think I'm a whack job but uh yeah christine is freaky stephen king is brilliant it'll haunt your dreams to think your car could turn on you and it's it's uh i loved i read the book and i love the movie i just it was fantastic when i was a kid yeah that's it and, and i think the the movie actually is uh almost creepier because in the movie, it's the car. The car is is evil from creation. Like it kills someone mm-hmm. on the assembly line. But in the book, it's actually the the point of it was that it was the guy. It was the previous mm. owner was had possessed the car and was now possessing the new owner. It was like a ghost thing. But yeah, the movie, I don't remember all that detail. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> the movie flipped it around, so it was just like, no, it was all, it was bad from the moment it left Detroit. I mean, like it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd way rather have something be haunted so then you could like befriend whatever is living inside of it mm. okay as opposed yeah like how do you make friends with a car right oh let's ask herbie right. <laughs> uh, so chrissy what's, what's your next one okay well i i too thought that my choice is are are very obvious um you know what sort of object would not only entice people towards it and uh, uh, infatuate people with it and uh, infect their minds slowly, but and then only be able to be destroyed in the very fires whence it came. Uh, I picked the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. And the one, nice. the one ring, the one ring. That's right. It's a murderous object. It is absolutely a murderous object, and it, like the very first time we sort of see it in action, it it causes the you know what Deagle to kill his cousin, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's. A I believe one. you. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> one ring to yeah. Them and all. I thought, I would, uh, all right, I, thought so. I would pick the one that won the Oscar, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Classy of, of the three, <laughs> so classy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the ring really makes its big moves in the third one. It so. does. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> almost, almost put your finger in it, almost put yeah. your finger in it. <laughs> 
Sounds like my wedding night. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Again, the setup and the spike. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Teamwork. You too. That's what I'm, I'm here you. Like, for. I'm just gonna sit back. <laughs> Let the comedy duo form right in front of me. This is amazing. Um, all right, so uh, mine is another another uh, terrifying uh, image from my youth. Um, you'd think that uh, having Michael Crichton acclaimed author as the writer and director of something would instantly assume that everything would come together. Uh, and then you got a pretty good leading man. He cast Tom Selleck, but then uh, for the evil scientist, he then picked Gene Simmons. Uh, <laughs> so this is Runaway from 1984, uh, and it, it's a, a weird, weird little movie, but they have these things. They, uh, they don't really have a cool name. They're just spiders. They're just, uh, I call them the acid spiders because they're these little mechanical things, and what they do is they crawl onto you and inject you with acid. It's terrifying <laughs> and I remember and, and the thing is it's not they they do leap so like you could pss, like you have the little and they could they can fly at you but it's that they're just relentless so it's not that they're like running at you in high speed it's like no it's like you you're you're trapped somewhere and you it crawls up your leg and it's like hey what's that thing and then suddenly you know it's burning you with acid yeah it's terrifying uh, oh. so yes that's that's my my next one is runaway from 1984 I love that movie so much Oh, really? I I long for it to be rediscovered. Yeah. The templates, Ramsey. It's so delicious. And and yeah, they're scary, but you could also stand on a chair and swat them with a broomstick and probably be fine. I mean, they, they, in the movie, they have what the smart bullets, which are way, you know, actually scarier because they're bullets that you can pick one person and it'll, it'll find you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. But man, those acid spiders, I still have. Remember that? I saw that way too young. Yeah, and Tom Selleck is great in it, and uh, Penny from Dirty Dancing is oh, the, yeah. uh, his love interest. Cynthia Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, now you have a reason to see it. I mean, it, no. it's worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. That is the eightiest eighties cast I've ever heard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has a robot wife. <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to the top then. So, Mandy, what's your what's the your last? All right. So I heard objects possessed Mm -hmm. and I immediately thought of a children's animated musical, Beauty and the Beast. Every object is possessed. Now, possessed by the human version of that object, not necessarily murderous, not necessarily evil at all. But like there's a wardrobe who hits high notes and a French from laughing. Joe, oh, Joe and Worley. So, yeah, so I that was my first thought, and I was like, this is probably not what the list choosers intended, mm. but to hell with them. They're not here, <laughs> and they can't stop me, so I'm saying Beauty and the Beast. Don't stop I love it, and you know what? They are fierce, though, when they need to protect their kingdom. True. The castle, right. They, they pull out those drawers and, like, pop, pop. Yes, take they do. Yeah. And, you know, and if anyone quibbles about them being people turned into things, I think that in those scenes, there's a lot of stuff that are not people. Mm-hmm. Like in Be Our Guest, those are not all people. Like those forks are not, were not people. Those napkins were not people. There you go. You don't think they were people? No, I don't think they were people. I mean, like. There aren't I, that many with, people with in the Lumiere castle. and Cogsworth, sure, people transformed into the same. But, like, I don't think that he had a staff of, like, 300 people working in that they castle. They were just possessed they utensils. Just possessed Thank things. you. You don't yeah. think that they it's accidentally sucked in a bunch of souls from nearby <laughs> kingdoms? Wow. That is a much darker take on being the beast. But I think, uh, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> I shall never sleep again. 
So speaking of evil magic, Chrissy, what's your next okay, one? Okay, again, I feel like I'm being super obvious, but uh, what are what are the scariest possessed objects that can contain a piece of a, an evil, murderous soul? And in order to create this object, you must commit the ultimate evil. I'm, of course, talking about the Horcruxes in uh, Harry Potter Goes Camping, Hmm. otherwise known (laughs) as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Ah, okay. Part one? I pick part two because that's when they're all, like, you you find the diadem and you kill the snake. And so you get get rid of the most, I think, Horcruxes in part two. I might be wrong about that. No, I think that sounds right to me. It's, it's a Horcruxorama in that one. Okay, so uh, my last one, uh, I, I, I took a slightly different tack because there's a really, really weird movie that I, I feel like needed to be mentioned in this thing. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's even hard to describe what it is. Okay, so in this, uh, the, the main character uh, is not a human at all. It is a uh, sentient murderous tire. Uh, the, it is a tire. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll direct my question to Mandy then. Okay, so Mandy, there is a tire that that essentially comes to life and decides to go on a murder rampage. So, if you were, uh, you've seen movies. Um, if you ha- were writing a story, I've seen about, like three. Sure, but if you, if you were moving about a, a tire that kills people, how do you think the tire would go about killing someone? Uh, it would wrap around them mm-hmm. and spin them to death. That is a great answer. Uh, no, psychic powers. Oh. Yeah. That was tip of my tongue. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm talking about 2010's Rubber. It is a really strange movie <laughs> where this tire goes around and it, it will see someone and then start shaking and then their heads will explode. Yeah. That's unpleasant. Yes. It's, it's, it's very unpleasant. And it, but it also is, is uh, it's a bit of a meta. It's a, it's a very French sort of meta commentary because there's a Greek course that literally is following the tire around and setting up and watching it as it kills people. So they're commenting on how ridiculous it all is and things. It's Wait, and Chrissy has seen this movie. I did, but it was very late at night. And I remember very little of it. <laughs> That's the best time. Because I'm watching her acknowledge like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Rubber. It was, it was brought to, you know, like a, a late night hang post show situation. I was like, you, you guys mm-hmm. got to see this. And I, yes. I think mm. I was sleeping on and off for bits of it. That mm-hmm. might be the perfect way to enjoy that movie. Murder tire. Yeah. 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 All right. So those, so those are our obsessive murder jobs. Did anybody have any uh, uh, extras just in case? I did. I had Pirates of the Caribbean uh, because they're Aztec gold. Oh, the, the Aztec gold. Yeah. Cursed them to uh, walk the earth. Yeah. What about you, Mandy? I didn't have any backups. Really? I was... I had a busy week. You were, uh, Stop no, you, judging oh, me. No, no. You're supposed to say, I was so <laughs> sure... <laughs> that I had no. first one, and you knew you were going first. <laughs> well, that is part of my plan. Always extreme confidence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as, as my backups, I did have Christine on my list just in case. Um, oh. I had uh, Phantasm, which had this, something called the Sentinel Sphere. There's these tiny little flying silver orbs that stab people. Um, uh, in honor of uh, one of my favorite comedy bits, uh, Pat Oswald, I had to say Deathbed, the bed that eats people. Uh, and then uh, one little thing I want to mention, there's another one that was fitting in my list of things that terrified me as I was used. There was a, a terrible 
adaptation of a really scary story in something, in something called Quicksilver Highway, which took a um, Stephen King short story called Chattering Teeth and a Clive Barker short story called The Body Politic and combined them into one sort of weird movie. But The Body Politic is one of the most terrifying stories I have ever read. It's a kind of a crappy adaptation, but the idea is like they actually mentioned last week. They mentioned idle hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that your hands want to kill you. So the idea is that it's like uh, this guy's hands are leading a revolution of hands. So they're yeah, exactly. They're so they're actually like getting other people's hands to turn on their owners. So they're like saying like how how do you fight back when your own hands will be in revolution against you? It's it is utterly terrifying uh, story, and they <laughs> did a really creepy audio adaptation of it too. Uh, when you actually see it on screen, and it's a lot of just like CG hands running everywhere, you kind of like okay. But like when it's in your imagination, way creepier. But uh, for those of you who are horror fans and have an open mind, Quicksilver Highway, <laughs> check that out. Uh, so uh, now, as we have had this inflicted on us, now it is time to pass along to the next one. So uh, do you have any ideas on what we should have next week's crew? Uh, do, at this point, we do not know who next week's crew is, so we'll have to make it all. Oh, happen. isn't However, that interesting? My first thought was actually because when uh, we were emailing back and forth and we were getting sort of complaining about like the, the limitations put on, maybe we should flip that and do it the other way. I was thinking of like worst places to live. Like, only, also like doing oh. the other thing, you only know, like, like uh-huh. we weren't allowed. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. We, were, we weren't allowed to use that kind of stuff. It's like, OK, what about we do it the other way around and like, you know, have it that way and open it up to to that. Kind of sure. Thing. Worst place to spend a weekend. That's there you go. That's that would work, too. We can, I mean, we can only, make it as wide or narrow as we want. The only other thought I had, which mm-hmm. is a totally different direction, because you sure. mentioned songs factoring into movies for yeah. the game, like non-musical movies where character bursts into song. Ooh, oh, that's fun. okay. Horror movies where someone bursts into song. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of one. So. <laughs> Um, I, um, I I don't I, I don't I don't hate that idea, Mandy. I'm just even in my head, I'm having trouble coming up. With, I'm not that I'm asking you to say any, but like, right? I'm having trouble because like I coming can't. Up with what what yeah. if what if we pick terrible places to spend the weekend or you know places? Yeah. And then if we find out I'm on the show next week, we switch it, <laughs> and I get to do characters who burst into song. Well, if you're hosting, then okay. We can just yeah, we agree. Okay, great. The, the yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, are we okay with terrible places to spend the weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put that in the notes. So maybe. And is it like? So are we going to put like parameters on? Like it. It can be like a village. Like it could be the village from the village, or it could be the house from. I don't give them ideas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no more. No, but I think I think terrible places in the weekend is good because it it allows a lot more freedom okay. in terms of right. what they want, how they how they choose to interpret it. Right. Because you know, like the it's the schmigadoon thing. Like if you hate musicals, then a bad place to be would be you know in you know uh, Oz or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. who hates musicals? Oh, I I think if we if we convened a, a gathering of all the hosts, <laughs> I yeah. think at least one person would step a forward. Handful, yeah. Yeah, I do not want to out them, though. So, mm. uh, all right. So that was OK. So that's that we have that. Thanks for next week. We're good. Uh, so tell me uh, what you else are working on. So, Mandy, what's happening over in the Mand Cave? In the Mand Cave. Well, uh, last week I forced Fabian to uh, go see Scream with me, which oh. was hilarious because she, she is. seen the previous ones. No, but I sent oh. her like a 10 minute recap to okay. catch up. And then and then she like. 
listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. She's so adorable in a movie. She is shouting at the screen. <laughs> she can't look. She's everything you want to watch while, you know, there's a movie on the screen. Um, and we need to do a video this, commentary of you guys. Pick, you pick I a wish movie we could. That as like, a bonus if thing. we were at home, I could yeah. have filmed her, but we were yeah. in the movie theater. Well, which, of course. Uh, and then as her revenge, sh- this week you'll hear her. She made me uh, listen to Matthew McConaughey's audiobook. Well, all right, all right, all right. Lights, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> mm, green lights. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. All right. Okay. All right. So, Chrissy, uh, is there a new episode of Most Excellent 80s coming? Well, Kyle, there should be. (laughs) (laughs) Have have you found the lost episode yet? We recorded a really great episode uh, about uh, on Risky Business. um, Oh, okay. With Matthew Fox of. uh, Oh, yes. This Mm -hmm. very. Um, of, yeah, exactly. Of Marvel Movie Marvel Minute. Marvel Movie Minute. And Ethical Panda. And we chose Risky Business assuming, I, as we, you know, that there would be copious opportunities to poke fun at it and laugh at it and say ridiculous and talk about ethics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, holds up. Solid movie. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? Risky Business? Risky Business. Okay. It's, I'll tell you okay. what, between, between the world of Risky Business and the world of 16 Candles... Mm-hmm. Put me in a risky business world. Wow. Women fare okay. much better. All right. Wow. That's 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 a twist. So that that's coming out in the in the near future. In the in the near it's out future. there. It's out. So subscribe now. Yes. And when it shows up, then it'll appear in your feed. Exactly future. right. But in the meantime, you have tons of great episodes to check out. Like maybe Return to Oz. Yes, just, hit just that one. That's a good that one. That was a really good that was a really good episode that you guys did. And just <laughs> you know, FYI. Um I actually have a new episode coming out of uh Curiosity Codex. I got together with a couple of our uh our next real pals. I got uh Pete Wright and Rob Cabasco to come and talk about uh this weird trend of these movies that revere the movies that they've become sequels to. I know not, we haven't figured out a good term for that too, but um, in, like in the way that uh, you have a Star Wars, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams, Star Wars loved uh, and, and Jurassic World loved Jurassic Park. Uh, we have the like uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife loved the first Ghostbusters movies. And then on the other side of that spectrum, we have the new Matrix movies, which apparently hated Matrix movies. Uh, <laughs> so we talk about that and, and, and different uh, the, the spectrum of uh, how these uh, filmmakers are looking back at these movies uh, and, and how they you know think of them and, and how they uh, react to them. So it was a mm-hmm. fun little discussion. So uh, that is, I believe, members, I can hear it now, and it'll be be, uh, showing up here soon, and then there will be a, uh, a whole new series of uh, Curious Codex episodes dropping on a regular basis too. So we've we're done with our hiatus. I say we. It's just me, but <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, the the whole and all your personalities and yeah, the voices exactly. in your head. Yeah, they, they, they finally were able to you know do something uh, and, and put that out. <laughs> uh, so check that out. So it'd be good. So uh, thank you folks for joining me. Uh, this has been a fun Saturday uh, hanging out with both of you. Thank you for your uh, your time, your talent, and your uh, singing abilities. Yeah. Yes. It's fun. right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, And uh, you know what? Go do something nice for yourself. Smash that like button. Smash it. Like and subscribe. 
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.